This is Ethnic Stew, a new podcast on race and ethnic relations from the standpoint of parents and grandparents of biracial children. Here are your hosts, John Gladden, J.P. Kendall, and Jill Kendrick. Hey, thanks for looking us up. Uh, just as a recap, Jill, J.P., and I are in our early 60s. We were in the same high school class in Indiana in the 70s. And we all have mixed families. So we get together via Zoom fairly regularly and compare notes in the challenges that we all face and what our mixed adult children and grandchildren face. So we connected recently and we were getting ready to discuss a specific subject. And JP just happened to mention his truck. Um, the conversation wandered a bit and the, the question eventually became, are people who say offensive things bigoted or are they racist or socially awkward and ignorant or are they just tone deaf and jerks? <laughs> so let's get started. I can pull up in my truck and some people say nice truck and then some people will say white people. They'll say, is that your truck? Or, you know, is that your truck or, or whose truck is that? Yeah. Although they see me get out of it, they, it's hard for them to assume that I could have a nice truck. And it's just like, I, I think I've talked to you about that, Jill, when people, when I first got on at the post office and the first thing people would say, instead of congratulations or, you know, whatever they would say, well, how did you get on there? And then they would say, I took that test and I didn't pass it. How did you pass it? They don't understand how Why insulting that? that is. Yeah, they have no idea how insulting that is that you automatically just because, you know, I'm black that you assume that I'm not smart enough, you know, and it may not even be called black. You just may think I'm a dumb guy. But, you know, it's like, I can't believe you got a job there. Well, why it's so hard to believe about that? It's, it's kind of crazy, but it comes to mind when we talk about make America great again. And I always ask, make America great again for who? Who are you talking about? Yep. Specify that. What do you think the answer would have been if you would have been Asian? Why are you driving that pickup? Or I didn't think you people drove pickups. <laughs> See, I would have thought it would have been in their minds. It would have been, well, of course he can afford a pickup. He's smart. He's Asian. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Stereotyping people because you don't see a lot of Asian people in pickups. I would think people would would find that odd, which I don't know what people should have pickups. I know there's a lot of pickups in my family. I mean, that's all I drive is pickups. But and, you know, my son drives a pickup. So, you know, I, I don't walk, walk around with a chip on my shoulder thinking everybody, you know, hates me because of my, you know, who I am. or stuff. You know, and I don't get upset about it because, you know, it's a microcosm of what our, our society is. Sometimes we say that things are better. And they are. I mean, don't get me. Not everything is doom and gloom. I think sometimes they're not racist. It's their thought processing of how they accept other cultures and other races. And I would never say those people are racist. Racist and, and prejudice. And then, then you just got stupidity. Racist is, a, is an act that a person makes an act and makes a, a point of saying or doing an act that will hurt somebody due to the color of their skin or their ethnicity or their religion. And then there's people that just don't know any better. And then you got people that are stupid that even if they know better, 
they're not going to change. Why should I change? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I heard um, a guy the other day, I was in the store, they were talking. He said, well, you know, Stan, he's, yeah, Stan, yeah, the colored guy that we that worked over and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I just kind of chuckled to hear that word, colored guy. He was saying that how him and Stan had interacted and Stan gave him some uh, bait to go fishing with. And, you know, so the guy obviously is not a racist, not really so much prejudice, you know. So does he fit in the category of being stupid or just totally ignorant to the fact that what he said is offensive because he's doing something with Stan and he didn't see me. I heard him and he was talking to another white guy. Stan, he goes, yeah, you know, Stan, that colored guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I just thought that was... The identifier. Uh, yeah. That's the first yeah, identifier yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah. So he was talking and I was behind him, but I imagine him turning around having a big ass Trump badge on or something, <laughs> you know, but uh, here I go again, you know. <laughs> now, when you said that it didn't bother you, if you were 30 years younger, do you think it would have bothered you? And I'm not talking about 30 years ago. I'm just right. saying if you were 30 today, would that bother you? No, because I ran into a lot more then than I do now. And I think that's probably one of the things and growing up in Lafayette that helped me understand that I know that everybody that says those type of things, they're not racist people. They just won't. I think there's an ignorance there. Ignorance, yeah. I, and, you know, ignorance sounds strong, but I, that is what it, it applies to. They're just ignorant. Guys that I'm really good friends with and, and stuff like that, and you'll be someplace, you see TV, you'll be on TV, you'll see something on TV of a gorilla, and they go, ha, 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 JP, that looks like you. And they don't understand how offensive that is. And I've known the people for years or, you know, whatever, you get along, and then we'll make a statement like that, and they just don't understand how offensive that is, how demeaning saying things like that yeah. is. But, you know, not being able to walk a mile in my shoes or even have the awareness of being able to understand what I go through and, and the significance of making that comparison. It's a... If you were to turn to them and say, hey, 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 wait a minute, would they be upset? I mean, like, oh my God, I didn't mean to... Most of their attitude is, I don't know what I said, but I didn't mean to offend you. It wasn't nothing personal. How can it not be personal when you just equated me to an eight? Yeah. But then you got to go into, like we talked about ignorance, because they don't have the capacity to take in what they say. You know, and I'm not just saying black people. It's just like when people go up to people of Indian heritage and they go, woo, 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 hey, chief. Chief is to some Indian people. It's just like saying the N word or calling somebody a taco, calling an Asian person, you know, or hey, Kung Fu, you know, they don't understand the impact of that. You know, 30 years ago, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. It's a you lack mean, of self-awareness. That, exactly. That, yeah. Exactly. And you got to, in a way, you have to feel sorry for them. Because at this point, they are still fumbling around in the dark. A lot of the um, white people think that, you know, like reparation and stuff like that. It's, you know, like they want us, go hug your black person today. It's not that at all. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, You know, go kiss a black person today, you know. I haven't chosen who my who my personal black person is, so I just wanted to let you know you're in the top five. Okay. Well, I'm 
I'm gunning for uh, Beyonce, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh, so even black people can have their own black people. Yeah, well, See, well, I'm, well now I'm, I'm learning. I would take advantage of it. No, it is. Okay, I'll give you an example. I've had people approach me when the Black Lives Matter came out, and they would say, I think it's offensive. All lives matter. And I said, who said that white people didn't matter? They said Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is meaning we want you to be aware that we matter. It doesn't mean that we didn't say white people don't matter. We didn't say nobody else matters. You said that. Well, I don't know why they think they can have signs and marks and stuff and Black Lives Matter, everybody's life matter. And nobody said it didn't. You took that upon yourself because you didn't understand or you chose not to understand the meaning behind that. All we're saying is you want to be seen and heard. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would defeat the purpose of saying that Black Lives Matter. Well, yeah. and And to me, when I first heard Black Lives Matter, I like this because for so many years, people didn't care whether Black right. Lives Mattered or not. Right. But so, so it's funny. Part of that is the, the mental orientation. Right. You know, the, the people who said there's GP with a gorilla, those are the same people that fart in church yeah. and then yeah. giggle. Yeah. The same people who pick their teeth yeah. and are amused when people just go, oh, for, or yeah. pick their nose, you know. Yeah. And my brother, my brother would always say, yeah, pick me out a fur coat while you're up there. You know, <laughs> these people are just, there's no self-awareness. There's no introspection. They can't project and think, what is this other person thinking? Yeah. It's just too much of, to consume. It's a big of, leap. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, and then didn't see, then you get the offensive part of it. This, you know, they would say she's a female, she's stupid, or he's a Mexican, he's stupid. And then when these people think like this, the gap of intelligence and, you know, it's just really broadening because do you hear what you're saying? You don't even recognize what's coming out of your own mouth. It's just like the guy is screaming and cussing at these guys and they have a Puerto Rican flag. He was like, go back to your own country. <sighs> Puerto Rico is a part of the United States. I mean, come on. You know, that's how ignorant some of these people are. You know, go back to Alaska. You know, you don't belong here. That's right. Would those kinds of insults be what you would call a microaggression? I would say. I feel like I'm pretty, as kids would say these days, woke. I feel like I'm, I try to be the best I can be. But I have a tenant here. He is a person of color. He had his son with him who is 16. So just in talking, I said, oh. You know, how many kids do you have? You know, blah, blah, blah. Just chit-chatting. You know, I told him about my kids and stuff. And he told me about his kids. And two of them, one of them is 19 and one is 18. And he was talking about school and what they're doing with their lives now, and blah, blah, blah. I know where he lives because I have his address and my records, right? So I said, oh, did your kids graduate from McCutcheon? I didn't think that was any kind of a thing. He spun around and looked at me. He goes, yes, my kids graduated. That wasn't really my question. I felt bad because he, you know, like when you're talking about people being like, you know, just ignorant or dumb or not aware, that's how I felt in that moment because that was not my intent. No. I just wondered if they had been at McCutcheon or at Jeff or at Harrison somewhere before he moved to where he lives now. Yeah. I thought he might know my nephews or he might have played ball with like my great nephews or something. Well, you know, yeah. the thing about it is, is sometimes people do get too sensitive about, and I'm talking about 
you know, minorities and stuff, because you can't understand sometimes where I come from because you don't know where I've been. So therefore, I don't take everything is, you know, just like the comment about the truck and the job and stuff. I don't think everybody that said that to me knew that, you know, that it was offensive. And sometimes it's hard to explain to them. And then sometimes you're better to leave the barn door open because, you know, it's out about them. You, 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 when somebody comes up to you and say, how far y'all going to go today? You don't go and start talking about Einstein's and you just don't go there with that conversation. You just let them pass and hope they don't get hit by a car. But, you know. <laughs> but I felt such guilt because I'm like, like I was questioning whether his kids graduated. I really just wanted to know by their age, I assumed they had graduated. I just wondered if they had graduated from McCutcheon. Yeah. Because I know kids there. I know kids at Harrison, you know. I was just curious about it. So I instantly said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't meet because his response I realized that he heard it different than I said right. or I meant. And I right. said, oh, I didn't mean that. I just wondered if that's where they graduated from. Or even just where they went to school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It made me feel awful. I'm like, okay, you that was go. just a screw up on my part. I need to, I don't know what I would have said differently. Maybe if I should have said, oh, you know, did your kids well, go all three? I don't know. But it was, it made me feel awful. You should feel awful for something that, that wasn't your intention. If he didn't take the time to allow you to explain or just turn around in a, in a quiet way and ask you, is there a reason you asked me that question and let you elaborate on because you guys have obviously had developed a rapport because yeah. of what you were saying. And right. to go, how do you get here from there? There's the word, JP, you said intention. Right. And to me, that is somewhere about 85, 95 percent is intention and that's where that's the wild card as far as i'm concerned i yeah. mean let, look at it this way jill you're you know it could be the day before uh your painter did have someone say you know oh you know you spawned a, co a high school graduate well good for you right who right. knows right and, and so many you read and especially these days it seems to be younger kids in, in college, kids just out of college. It's like they have a, a hair trigger almost yeah. waiting for somebody right. to say something unintentionally so insulting. Can, yeah. And I'll be the first to, to say, you know, I've said dumb things just because I didn't know better or in their world... Which let's let's face it, you know, I'm I'm gonna be sixty-two this fall. My world is not the world of a twenty-two-year-old black right. or, or Asian or Hispanic student. Yeah, and so uh, slang, whatever, you know, yeah. I could say something that's wrong. But what bothers me about these microaggressions is that many of them are so quick to indict instead of trying to discover what the intention is right. right you know because there's if if you're that quick it would seem to me that you're not that quick to forgive or clear up or reach right. some sort of an understanding that's why like a lot of times you know texting and gets people and email gets people in trouble because they don't understand the inflection the the intent behind the questioning i sent you a message 
in a text. And then I had said the same thing to you through Zoom. It has two different meanings. You right, know? if you can see you, if you can yeah. hear you. And, and the other thing that I've said for a long time, and we talked about it here, is perspective. What yeah. you bring with you into the conversation, your perspective, right. what you've lived, what you know, what triggers you, that person may not know it. You may say something that's benign to you that doesn't mean right. anything. But, but to that other person, that's a trigger. I told you that Greg's saying to me, I just realized it after however many years around my ex, that when Greg says to me, are you stupid or what? That yeah. sends me into a rage inside. Yeah. I don't I don't address it to him, but it right. sends me into a rage when he says, because no, right. I am not stupid. And then you have people of color. I see it a lot in females they will basically set somebody up to attack them by something they said unwittingly no, saying something and they totally blow it out of context. And then, you know, you get the head twisting and all this kind of stuff when the person didn't mean it that way. You're talking about sexually, anything uh, sexually, uh, race wise, something preferring to, you know, referring to their intelligence and stuff. They'll take a teaspoon and make it a shovel full, you know, and I, and I know people that like that, that are aggressively, they will attack somebody. You know, how, how do we get here from there? When that person asked you a question or said something, and I noticed this from the people at the post office, we have a lot of people coming in from Chicago and Gary. And what they do is they, they join the post office. They don't have an opening for them at their office. So they come to Lafayette and then they get a year in and then they can transfer back to where they come from. And a lot of those people come in there and they've got chips on the shoulders. Yep. The minute they can't get what they want and they'll stand there and tell me a guy that's been here 35, 36, 37 years, they won't let me have it just because I'm black. They don't let black people do this. And I'm thinking, you forget who the hell you're talking to. You know, I'm one of the most senior persons in this entire region. And, you know, it's not because, you're black is because the rules say you can't have what you're asking for. And you've turned totally spun that around. And that's aggravating to me. When I explain to them that you don't help your cause or anybody else's cause by being this way, making these false accusations that you are a detriment, not only to you, our people and, you know, society as whole. So, and you have a, an obligation to be truthful about it and stuff, you know, because they know it's a buzzword and they know they back people up against the wall when they do that. And they just repeatedly attack. You're late. Oh, you're just saying that because I'm black. No, because the clock says you're late, (laughs) you know, yeah. for crying out loud, you're late. It has nothing to do with your color. Well, and if, and if anything, you calling me late means that you are treating me equally exactly that you're not cutting me slack just because i'm black or whatever and then you get a lot of the white people that are discriminated against because they'll say well why does she get to do this and do that well i just don't want to hear it i don't want any trouble i just don't want to hear about it yeah that's wrong you know until it's right for everybody it's wrong for you know as long as it's you know it's wrong for you to do that it's not right for anybody because You're just stacking the deck in a different area, in a different direction. In a future podcast, we're going to talk about the like Stalinization of 
the college campuses because right. there are uh, professors out there who have lost their tenure, uh, yeah. lost their livelihood because they dared to go against the grain of right. current political thought. Right. And in 99% of the cases, they had data to back up why they disagreed. And I mean, yeah. even if they were wrong, they have the right to disagree, don't they? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. In our next episode, we'll be getting into how reactions differ between our generation and the generation currently in college and just graduating from college. Because speaking out feels more and more like walking through a minefield. And honestly, not only does it not have to be that way, but an environment like that stifles learning and dealing with new ideas and preparing yourself for a world that really doesn't care whether you can deal with it or not. This has been Ethnic Stew, a new podcast on race and ethnic relations from the standpoint of parents and grandparents of biracial children. Like Ethnic Stew on Facebook, check out our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and on ethnicstew.com. <laughs>